Hey there, lovebirds and lone wolves. It's your favorite sexpert, Stephanie Smith, and we're about to take a joyride through the wild world of sex and relationships. So buckle up, because we're going to laugh, learn, and maybe even blush a little as we uncover the secrets to kick-ass sex life. So grab your headphones and get ready for some scandalous stories, quirky advice, and a whole lot of laughs. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex with me, Stephanie Smith, the podcast that's about to make your ears blush. So for those who ended the relationship due to lack of romance, sex and intimacy, was it worth it? So this is from a 37-year-old female. Um, no longer in love with my 43-year-old 43, 43 male husband and not attracted to him. Our partnership and parenting, two kids of three and five, is strong together. However, there is a lot of resentment. We sleep in different bedrooms for a year now and are, cooper- and are co-parenting well. Um, we had a conversation about separation yesterday, a discussion I initiated and prepared for with my therapist for months. It went as well as expected. I felt like I owe it to myself to find happiness, be it alone or to meet someone else one day. And he does too. However, I'm terrified about losing my family life. I know I can't have it all, but a part of me also knows life is not necessarily greener on the other side. So I'm going to, I'm I'm going to say, why can't you have it all? And to me, um, if they have both mutually agreed to separate and they both mutually agreed living in separate rooms, the kids know, everyone knows, the family knows. And you're not angry and full of, you know, because once you have it out and you're done, then it's just a matter of from that point forward, how do we make our relationship work and the balance? And and I know this because I did it, actually, and I did it 20 years ago. And it was at a time where um, people didn't work together. It was always, you have to file this lengthy divorce and it has to be ugly and mean and all that. So we decided um, to stay together for a period of time because in the same house, because financially it was prudent for both of us. And so, but we were still friends. We played with our kids and we did everything in the sense of like, if it was Easter, we did it with the kids together. His parents, my parents, him, me, the kids. It was, we made it all about the kids. It wasn't about anybody else, but the kids. And when kids see parents getting along like that, it really does change things. Um, I'm not going to say that everything is perfect because it's not all perfect. But if you can start it that way, because times can be hard and why not? And then you both have date nights. We came up with specific nights that were our nights to do what we wanted to do. It was our choice to not do something. So we had specific dates. We had every other weekend off, you know, kind of like we started that schedule. But it was it kept the kids in the same home and it kept stability for the kids. 
That's what our goal was. So to me, you can have it all. It's, what is it called? Communication. Oh, communication, communication. So, you know, it's like, that's all it is. So what do you think? I think that's fabulous. If you can do that, I think that's amazing. I mean, you know, again, you know, it does come down to communication and what you want. I mean, obviously, you know, she's talking with a therapist. So, you know, obviously she's thought hard about, you know, doing this. So she's already made up her mind to do this. So is she just looking for validation on doing, you know what? I mean, you know, it's going to be hard, whatever it looks like. Um, you know, she just has to make sure that for the kids, for the sake of the kids, you know, I mean, just don't bash one another. Don't make it hateful. Don't make it ugly. Don't make them choose sides. They should not have to do that ever. 100%. Children should not have to choose sides. This is, you know, you, you know, you're in this, you know, you're both their parents. So, you know, you're making this decision, whatever it is that you decide to do. You know, if you feel that your marriage is not fixable, I mean, then do what you got to do. I mean, to me, we're not in this world to live a miserable life. Mm-hmm. And all of our journeys. Too short. Our journeys change throughout a lifetime. I think that before it was very traditional to stay together because it, you know, forever and ever, and it's just going to be fabulous. And that's not always the truth. And some people need to get divorced way sooner than others, you know, and don't. And then they stay together and the kids, they can feel the tension. They can feel the anger. They can feel the resentment. It's the way we communicate. It's something that cannot be not done until that is said, how things are going to move forward. And you both agree, nothing's going to change in that, that resentment. But once you make that decision, then it's a relief off of both persons because. Well, and making a decision to make whatever change it is you're going to make. Exactly. You're leaving or whether you're not, but you've had the conversation. So you at least open the door to say, hey, you know what? We're either separating or we're fixing this. Yes. Now, what is this worth? You know, because where the other side, it has to change and, and we need to change the dynamic of this, whatever it looks like. And, you know, starting in dialogue. She said the grass isn't always greener. It really isn't. Um, you know, know that she thinks that um, she may not have the intimacy now and that she thinks she's going to get it after. That's not necessarily true. And I mean, you know, on. you don't I know mean what... once you've been together long enough, it's right. less than all that. People need to realize the less part dies off. And then it's about, oh, work. You got to work on the relationship. And, right. you know. Can you be it. friends? But I mean, if you co-parent, you know, they co-parent together very well. You know, I mean, do they need to be together to do it? I mean, you know, it is, you know, it just depends. You know, if financially, you know, they're good, good apart and, you know, no problem, then be apart. I mean, it kind of sounds like they've made up, you know, they've made up their mind. If she's she's too, She's seeing a therapist, so she's obviously had a lot of conversations about whether or not she thinks that it's <clears throat> or it's that doable. She doesn't want to, so she's she's kind of come to that conclusion. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you know. and I don't want people to think that we're like haters of not working through things because we are about working through things I and think if you relationship can do that. But I think that sometimes we get in relationships not having all the right questions asked and answered. And then we, therefore, when we have too much left on the table and it's not talked about ahead of time, that's where resentment builds. And well, this is how it's supposed to be. Mm, That's not always true. That communication again, before you even tucker down and get married, have kids, you got to have these real conversations about how this is going to work long-term. Are we going to fix it? Are we going to reset or are we going to call it quits, you know, or integrate with a different lifestyle? I don't know what the answer is. Everyone, I think it's different. So I'm just wanting people to know that we're not haters of relationships. Not at all. We want, we want long-term relationships. You should, you should have a healthy, happy relationship. You should be happy in the relationship that you're in. And if there is any way that you can make it work, you know, I mean, Actually, you know, initiating a conversation to talk about separation obviously means that, you know, something is going to change at this point because you can't go on like you're going on. And obviously now you both had that conversation to start it. So, yeah, life looks different. And yes, it's scary. But, you know, if you're overall, you know, your happiness is, you, you know, you're in charge of that. So. That is right. Well, we wish her well and wish her the best and in making the decision as she moves into 2023 and it's positive to make changes and it's healthy. So a good conversation, like you said, in communication back and forth about what it looks like, how it's going to look. And you're right. She doesn't have to stay there because some people don't want to be in that same environment and whatever it is, Um, but it's better to make a decision make a decision on what's going to work better. So, all right. Well, thank you. I will see you soon. All right. Back again for another SS dead bedroom topic today. She promises the new year will be different. Hi, libido male 57. Who's been married to a steadily decreasing LLF. 53 for over 30 years. Over the past 10 years, her interest in sex has steadily decreased to the point that the last time we had sex four months ago, she said, it wouldn't bother me if I never had sex again. She still wants displays of affection, but when it comes to actually having sex or any discussion of sex, she just turns it off. Now that New Year's is approaching, she says she wants to make a resolution to be intimate in the New Year. Of course, she's waiting until next week to implement this. I sure, I'm sure this will last as long as the usual resolution does. I'm so ready to move on from this, but I remember how difficult my parents' divorce was on me and my sister, even though we were in our 20s and married ourselves when it happened. Our kids are at the same dynamic, and I don't want to ha- do that to them, but why? what my dad did to me. Um, so, um, couple of thoughts, um, first and foremost, I mean, ask some questions like, okay, so I'm on board with this. Like if you want this relationship to work, um, 
then you need to have a conversation with, okay, you know, I want to help you get this resolution because I think this is important to me. This is something that, you know, the children are gone and, you know, it's just the two of you now and you need to, this is where that friendship part really comes into play. But, you know, you also get to, you know, have a naked house again, you know, because you are, you're free again. So you need to define, you know, what does intimacy mean? This is the fun time for me. I mean, I don't get it. So schedule, you know, and if you need to schedule sex and intimacy, then do it, you know, but hold her to it. Be like, you know, it's, you know, and stress to, you know, you need to have a conversation about how important it is to you. Um, you know, cause it sounds like it's not as important to her, but you know, how do you make it, how do you, how do you make it fun again? What do you need to do? You know, you need to talk to her and find out, you know, what can we do to spice it up so that we can have that intimacy again? You know, is it worth it? Is, you know, this is supposed to be, this is the person that you're spending the rest of your life with, you know, and you need to, you know, it, it takes a lot of work and especially, you know, when you look around and the kids are gone and, now you're looking at each other. Yeah. And I think as we see more and more through these series that we do, um, or these episodes, more and more women are saying, I'm done. You can do what you want, but I want intimacy and I need this affection. I need this. You'd help me with chores. I need this, blah, blah, blah. And so my, my, my statement is, I think that women are not understanding men's love language. One of their biggest love languages is to have sex. Sorry, hands down. That is it. Because I worked with men. I I raised two boys. I worked with men. All I, my studies are around men, 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 and talk to men. You the same right? So let me interject. Yes. With that. So with that in mind, you know, okay. And men are ready to go with the job of the hat. Men can just go. Whereas women need a little bit more. We need to be warmed up. Women need that extra time to get out of our heads, to get in the mood. So I would. There's this thing, this courting that women require. Right? It's not even just courting, but it's just getting us in the mood and, you know, yeah. relaxed and in the mood so that we're not thinking about all of the things. And especially. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining me on today's exhilarating podcast of Let's Talk About Sex. If you loved what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss out on our future episodes packed with even more tips, tricks, and tantalizing discussions. Got something to share or a burning question? I want to hear from you. Send me a message on social media or in my email. Your thoughts and stories and feedback mean the world to me, and I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you. Remember, your sexual empowerment journey doesn't end here. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep embracing your fabulous, authentic self. Until next time, this is Stephanie Smith signing off. Stay adventurous, stay safe, and stay sexy.